This is Rob Russell with Black Laces. Good morning, everybody. We're entering week seven of the National Football League season 2022. Today, I'm going to be talking about race in the NFL in terms of hiring and keeping black head coaches. The number one statistic in sports that nobody wants to talk about. I never hear a white person or someone in the media give us the merit-based statistic on blackhead coaches. Four out of the possible 16 blackhead coaches of all time, I repeat, four out of the 16, that's 25%, have taken a team to the Super Bowl. James Caldwell, Tony Dungy, Mike Tomlin, Lovey Smith. But the NFL is a family league. Whether it's Don Shula's son, Dave Shula, Steve Belichick, Nathaniel Hackett, Pat Shermer, Wade Phillips, Kyle Shanahan, Rex Ryan, to name a few, uh, it is not based on merit. So my suggestion is that the Rooney Rule or affirmative action, white folks bristle at it. Oh, it's not based on anything. You know, just because the locker room is 70% black, and we got to observe some of these great players on the field week in and week out, that doesn't mean they'd make a great coach. Are you kidding me? When a James Caldwell, Mike Tomlin, Tony Dungy, Lovey Smith have gone to the Super Bowl, 25% of all time head coaches. There's been 23 coaches in the NFL that were black, but six or seven of them, I don't count them, they were uh, interim, like Steve Wilkes this week, a Terry Rabisky, an Emmett Thomas, an Eric Studsville, a Mel Tucker. You know what that means. You took over a team that was a complete uh, dumpster fire or catastrophe, a, a Katrina, if you will. And uh, it's 1-8, and eight, it's 0-10, and, and you gotta, you've got five weeks. You don't get uh, the spring practices the voluntary and involuntary practices. You don't get mini camp, but what you get is a dumpster heap and you've got to make something out of it. So I'm suggesting that with the NFL needs a coach's combine. When you look at the New York Giants, a historic and fab, fab, uh, really marquee franchise, one of the top five in the National Football League on many accounts, they hired Bill Parcells. They hired Tom Coughlin, Dan Reeves, Ali Sherman, to name a few. And in the last 10 years, they've hired Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, Steve Spagnoli, the immortal Joe Judge, and now Brian Dable. Uh, Brian Dable's 5-1 and one now. Give him credit. But it's not about that Brian Dable succeeds. They're 33-64, and 64 and they bypassed a blueprint that the Giants had in their pocket. How did they, not one person in the organization said, well, how did we hire Tom Coughlin? Why was he so successful? Well, Tom Coughlin, as you know, coached the Jacksonville Jaguars, an expansion team. He went to the AFC Championship game, I believe. I think he won 12, 11 games several times. He did a pretty good job. 
He had a couple of uh, seasons at the end that he was leaking oil. And that story repeats itself with a Pete Carroll or a Bill Belichick the second time around with the Patriots and the Seahawks. You go on to great things. And the same with Andy Reid, Philadelphia Eagles, and Super Bowl winning uh, coach with the uh, Chiefs. So they had the blueprint. And the person out there that could do it for them, James Caldwell, went to the Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts, got fired there. Then he went to the Detroit Lions and unbelievably successful. He won 36 games, took him to the playoffs. Wow. Who before James Caldwell with the Lions had done that? Nobody. Now you look at a Matt Patricia. He won six games. They fired him seven games. The players hated him, but they had James Caldwell. The Giants could have hired James Caldwell. Instead, a Ben McAdoo, a Pat Shermer, a Steve Spagnoli. But that's a proven coach. That is a proven coach. You hear all the time from white folks that Mob Lewis, he never won a playoff game. He got to the playoffs. Pat Patricia, Joe Judge, Ben McAdoo, no playoffs. And he had the Cincinnati Bengals, which were a wreck, a complete shipwreck. And he righted that. He did. It's like, I'll, I'll give credit. To Bill Parcells with the New England Patriots, I'll even say he's the best coach they ever had because that ship of 30 years before him, preceding him, was absolutely an abomination. So he starts to win there. He gets the ball rolling. And I'll say that culture change is the biggest uh, uh, victory in coaching when you can get a culture to change. And in New England, we didn't have a football team. We all know that. And it was Bill Parcells. And I'll give Marvin Lewis credit in Cincinnati. So you look at the Giants, they're 33 and 64. They had five chances. They could have hired a Brian Flores. He didn't even get an interview. Brian, who's Brian Flores? Well, he's won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. He went down to Miami three seasons, did very well. Last year, he was 0-7. The, co the general manager and the uh, owner uh, looking to tank the system. And he then, and uh, he gets fired after he wins uh, seven or of his last eight games. And they said, well, the players didn't like him. Uh, they didn't like him in the uh, in the building. Are you kidding? He, If they didn't like him, they wouldn't have turned around that season and beat Bill Belichick. And again, if you beat Bill Belichick, you generally get a job. So the point is the Giants have gone 0 for 5. And, they, and that's why we need a coach's combine. Now, what is a coach? I'm talking about at the entry level. Entry level. There's no reason why an Emmett Smith... James Lofton, you've heard me speak, a Lamar Jackson. These plays that you've seen on Sunday, a Jerry Rice, that observable traits, smart on the field. You could see how Emmett Thomas waited for his blocks. Excuse me, Emmett Smith or Emmett Thomas, for that matter, of the Buffalo Bills. And you could see this. But they're going to hire an Andy Reid son who's 300 pounds, who then uh, the night before the Super Bowl wipes out a little kid driving his vehicle. They're going to hire a Steve Belichick. They're going to hire a Dave Shula, uh, Don Shula's son. They're going to ha hire a Nathaniel Hackett. His father was in the league. So we're not getting the best in coaching. To play in the NFL, you need to have been from 14 to 22 working on your craft. And then they're going to see the videotape. Then they're going to interview uh, folks uh, some of your fellow uh, classmates in college. They're going to then bring you in for an interview. Then they're going to have you bench press. Then they're going to have you do the shuttle run. They're going to have you do all these things. It's observable. 
But for coaching, you could be Andy Reid's son. You could be uh, Bum Phillips' son. So we're not getting the best. And I'll say this one time, a thousand times. Jerry Rice, his son is not in the NBA, is not in the National Football League. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, their sons are not in the NBA because it's based on merit. Uh, Tiger Woods' son might make the uh, PGA, but he's got to earn it. It's not because of family history or lineage. And that's why we need a coach's combine. And when you hire a Terry Rabisky, an Emma Thomas, an Eric Studsville, a Mel Tucker, and Steve Wilkes now with the Carolina Panthers, and you give them that interim tag and you say, yep, we're going to give the black man a job. We're going to give him an opportunity. It's no opportunity. It means when you become an interim coach, the organization has done all the retreads, all the former coaches. They've gone through the assistant, the college coaches. And now in the second week in November, they've never hired a black coach. They're going to give a black coach an opportunity. Ooh, the Rooney rule works. The Rooney rule does not work. Affirmative action does not work. The only thing that should be working is a merit-based system. Merit. And when you look at those four coaches how successful they were, that should be copycatted. If the rules of the league are this, if you win, you get rewarded. It's coaches, it's owners, it's everybody. However, it does not work that way for the black head coach. And you look at the Terry Rabiskis or Emma Thomas, these uh, interim coach uh, coaches, they can never shake the label. So I'm looking for a coach's combine at the entry level so we don't have a Nathaniel Hackett, a Belichick son, Steve Belichick, a Rex Ryan. And instead we have an Eric Bieniemy. Wow. He played in the NFL. He is the winning offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs. Byron Lefwich, winning, winning offensive coordinator with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're not head coaches. They're the only two, the only two offensive coordinators that won a Super Bowl that have not been given a head coaching job. Unbelievable. But we're going to have a Joe Judge. We're going to have a Nathaniel Hackett. And I would say this. If you have played in the NFL, there is a better chance that you make a better coach. The locker room respects you. Mm, respects you. They might buy into your system more. And we've seen that with the great Don Schuler. He coached. He played in the NFL. Tony Dungy played in the NFL. Players bought into him. And instead, the only copycatting we're getting in the NFL is the copycat of the West Coast offense, the run and shoot, or you get a McVeigh. Uh, McVay, Coach McVay of the Rams, he won a Super Bowl. Now this young coach, he's gone to two Super Bowls. Give him credit. Anybody on his staff gets copycatted. Anybody on his staff gets a head coaching job. If you got him a cup of coffee, you're a head coach in two years. However, it doesn't work that way for the black head coaches who have had success. Mike Tomlin, Anyone who touches Mike Tomlin should get a head coaching job of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill Walsh of the San Francisco 49ers, Bill Parcells, uh, Bill Belichick all had losing seasons. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. 
And in 2022, just last week, some radio host said, ah, he's not a good coach. Are you really serious? Why isn't he a good? Why would you possibly think he isn't a Hall of Fame coach? You can besmirch him with, uh, uh, with you know, you can besmirch him because what? The color of his skin? It's not based on records. I thought sports was based on analytics and winning. Analytics and winning. And the NFL should be ashamed of itself because they won't reward a black coach who wins. It's not affirmative action. They've proven it. Dennis Screen, this great coach, I think he was the second uh, NFL black head coach. He won a lot of games with the Minnesota Vikings, a lot of games. And, uh, you know, he wasn't copycatted. Then you look at an art shell 35 years ago, 46 and 33 with the Raiders, got fired. Al Davis had the right to fire him, but he never got picked up from another team. Hall of Fame player, winning 44 and 33 or 48 and 33, never got picked up again to coach. See, there's a double standard, and it was back then, 35 years ago, 40 years ago, and it's today, it's a double standard. If you're an offensive coordinator and you touch Tom Brady, uh, for the New England Patriots, Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss, Billy, Mc, uh, Billy O'Brien, you got a head coaching job. Even though you had Tom Brady, you got some credit. However, if you are Byron Leftwich with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, it's all Tom Brady. He's the show. He's the absolute field general, all this nonsense. So you get this double standard. And who's a better candidate to coach in the NFL? A Josh McDaniels? He did play quarterback in college. Or a Byron Leftwich, who played in the NFL, is a winning Super Bowl coach as an OC. Who's a better coach? Who would make the better coach? And so, again, you always go with the white guy, Josh McDaniels. But it's the Giants. They're the ones. They're the case study. The last 10 years, their refusal to hire a black head coach but winning matters to the Giants. But no, what matters is that a white man, Bill Belichick, got them to hire Joe Judge. No one even heard of Joe Judge. And then, of course, with the Brian Dable situation, he text messages Brian Flores, who just got fired from the Miami Dolphins, and congratulates him. He didn't even have his interview. But the, what the interesting thing about the Giants is, A, they went back to Bill Belichick, who gave them Joe Judge. Secondly... The Giants did not do what the Jets did. The Jets, after uh, Adam Gaze was fired from the Dolphins three years, they deemed it. The Jets sat there and said, gee, he's cut his teeth against Bill Belichick. He's coached. He'll be better the second time. So within a week, the Jets hired him. They knew he'd be good with the media. But that didn't happen for Brian Flores. Uh, that didn't happen. That he didn't couldn't even get an interview, and he did a better job. He won more than Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze started out great, and then he had a couple of losing seasons. Adam Gaze, uh, how many times did he beat Bill Belichick? Brian Flores beat him at an incredible rate, and again, that's a statistic. And so, Brian Flores, you would think would have gotten the job over Brian Dable or at least an interview. He did not. So that's where you look at things. And then you look at Joe Judge and you say, wow, he had no media experience. No one goes to the uh, special teams coach and looks for a quote in the media. 
Nobody. You have no experience. And he proved it in the locker room. The plays were turned off from him. The media was turned off from him. The fan base was turned off from him. And he will never get another head coaching job in the NFL. He's not well-spoken. But the Giants, be that as it may, were 33-64 and 64 under these great hires. And, you, and people emailed me and said, they have every right to hire Joe Judge. He's the best fit. And, and, and they've got the best candidate. And then when he started to win early, I got all these emails, a bunch of rubbish. And the same thing with the immortal Ben McAdoo. But the Giants want to go this route. They're 0 for 5. They're 33 and 64. They have bypassed winning. And if the Giants can do it, then the Falcons can do it. Some of these low, um, on-the-margin teams. You, Who are the low-margin teams? Well, it's traditionally the Buffalo Bills, the Falcons, the Saints a little bit. And they'll hire, they're not going to hire the best. Why should they? The New York Giants, that's the, the, the team that people look up to. That's CBS Sports, always the Giants. What a great history. And so these, fran- these uh, on-the-fringe NFL franchises, they're not going to follow uh, the Rooney rule or, or they're not going to look for the best coach. They're going to hire uh, someone from a, a, that they connect with, the white man connecting with someone over lunch. Oh, they're great. Joe Judge is great. He's an amazing coach. Really? What did he ever do on the offensive side of the ball? Did you ever see him play football? No, you didn't. And what did he do on the defensive side of the ball? All these great things. Nothing. There's no evidence. Eric Bieniemy, you saw him play in the NFL. Mm, that does matter. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, you saw him winning a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator under Andy Reid. Andy Reid, whether it's Doug Peterson, you get um, everyone thinks Andy Reid is a guru on the offensive side. You'd get a head coaching job, not for Eric Bieniemy. And I want to say this. Loud and clear, if you played in the NFL, you, you the chances of you on the entry level showing up in that interview, you would have to say you're a step up from a Steve Belichick or an Andy Reid son. Why? Because you showed commitment. From the age of 14 to 22, you were up at 6 in the morning working at your craft, and then you made it to the NFL. Uh-huh. And But we're going to go on the entry level. We're going to hire... Um, Growy's son, who's the new uh, Patriots player personnel, we're going to hire a Pat Shermer. And again, it's the entry level. I want an entry level to be fair. I'm not talking about if there's just 30 offensive coordinators uh, and there's no black offensive coordinators. Obviously, uh, an offensive coordinator over a linebacker's coach would be taken. But we need to fill the pipeline. And the pipeline right now is a Kyle Shanahan, it's a Dave Shula, it's a Rex Ryan, and the pipeline really should be uh, former players, made up of former players. Because we saw them on Sunday, how smart they are. And Steve Nash, a former NBA player, came off the street to coach the M- uh, the NBA, in the NBA, the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Well, he had a rough year, but that's not the point. I have no problem with a Steve Nash coaching, getting a head coaching job with no experience. I saw him play. He was smart. He was undersized, and he did extremely well in the NBA. How well did he do? He won a, uh, an MVP, and I would say he's only a handful of MVP winners 
under 6'7". I think he's 6'1". So what does Steve Nash bring to the table? Commitment. Excellence. A commitment to excellence. I'll use an Al Davis terms. Yeah, they can be a savant in coaching too. And if you look at a Bill Gates... Up, he could run the company. A Steve Jobs, yep, he could run the company. So I have no problem with a Byron Leftwich. I have no problem with an Eric Bieniemy. They can run the company. Uh, a Thurman Thomas, a Bruce Smith, yep, they can coach in the NFL. They've got it. They've spent their whole life working on their craft at the highest levels. And but we're going to look at a Steve Belichick. I think the NFL needs the coaches combine at the entry level. So I ask white fans, you don't want affirmative action. You don't want your job taken at your factory because they had to hire a black man or a woman. Fine. That's that's okay. Who's better? I don't know. But we do know who's better in the NFL because you have a track record. And that track record must stand for something in the National Football League. James Caldwell, Mike Tomlin, Tony Dungy, Lovey Smith, that's a formula to repeat. And that's where the NFL is not based on merit. Winning matters. As a fan, I want to see winning matters. That recipe, I don't want to see a Joe Judge, a Steve Spagnoli. They're complete and utter stiffs. Andy Reid's son. And now you have Nathaniel Hackett. It's all based on family and the white man saying that this other white man could do a better job. Throw out the record. The copycat league should have started with Art Shell 35 years ago. It should have really been enhanced, magnified. When Lovey Smith of the Chicago Bears and Tony Dungy showed up at 27-5 and in the Super Bowl, you would think that the NFL owners and uh, teams that have struggled would say, gee, that recipe brings you to the Super Bowl. It's success. Why is it successful? Well, maybe because 70% of the locker room's black, and if you hired a black coach, just dumb luck, they might be able to get a player to reach their potential. They might listen to them in coaches' meetings a little bit more. It's called buying into the system, but that's not copied. What's copied is a Sean McVay of the L.A. Rams. Up, oh, anyone who touches him, yep, you got to have him as a coach. So the double standards are there. I want a coach's combine. I want people to think about when they're sitting on their couch, are we seeing the best? We're not. The National Football League is the National Family League. It's based on lineage. It's not based on lineage. If you want to become an owner, you have to have had had been successful in business. You have, a, have to have a billion dollars stashed under your couch. And then you need, I think, two-thirds majority of the owners to buy into you. A Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks, who's won an NBA championship, he might want to be an NFL owner, but he could not enter this exclusive club. If you want to play in the NFL, you've had to be committed for at least 10 years, your diet, working out, but then they're going to look at the videotape and they're going to scrutinize everything you've ever done, even at 17, 20, whatever, and you're going to, you're going to have to prove it in a two-day player's combine. 
that's on television. It's on TV. It's the media. Everyone's there. Let's have a coaches combine where the for the entry-level jobs. Every year it goes on the National Football Network, three days of interviews. It would be a big score. People would watch it. Who's Bill Belichick going to hire? Uh, his son? He's going to hire Groey's son. He's going to hire um, Nathaniel Hackett's little baby. Who's he going to hire? So, Or you're going to hire a, someone who played in the NFL that you could see on Sundays who showed up in shape for the interview, and they can say, gee, I understand how to get two feet in bounds. I know how to get uh, do a double post move. I know how to wait for my blocks as a running back. I know how to sell a screenplay. All these things that they have done, I'm sure they can coach in the NFL. I'm sure that Michael Jordan can tell you how to uh, shoot a jump shot. I'm sure that Jack Nicholas can show you how to make a 15-foot putt. Uh, but that doesn't work that way for the black athlete. We know it. So we get all these complete stiffs. And the Giants really need to be held, their feet held to the fire. They need to do better. And it's not whether Brian Dable wins a Super Bowl as a coach. It was that place in time in 2022, the Giants had a decision. White guy over a black guy. Same thing with Joe Judge. Uh, Joe Judge over Brian Flores, over James Caldwell, over Eric Bieniemy. They're all winners. Over Marv Lewis. Why not call back Marv Lewis uh, to coach them? But they went with Joe Judge. They went with Steve Spagnoli. They went with Pat Shermer. They went with the immortal Ben McAdoo. So what were the Giants doing? What was their rationale in all of these five decisions that they got the very best? They did not get the very best. I can assure you that Joe Judge has been not successful in anything he's done. Was he an all-A student at Stanford University? I doubt it. Was Ben McAdoo uh, a, cum, a summa cum laude at Harvard Law School? Oh, what, Why does that matter? It does matter. And I'll go back to Marv Levy of the Buffalo Bills. He went to Harvard Law School. Yep, that says something. Yes, it does. It's better than a Steve Belichick that didn't even play football or Andy Reid's bloated 300-pound son that's into coaching because you showed excellence. I have no problem if at the entry level you took in someone who was never in football that was superstar, incredible in, in anything, but that's not what happens. I can assure you that Steve Belichick's uh, I mean, uh, Bill Belichick's son, Steve Belichick, was not great at anything. In fact, he had issues off the field. And now Andy Reid's son, 300 pounds. What did he ever do to warrant a pass into the NFL coaching ranks? Did he give a video? Did he, did he uh, go before a committee? No, nothing. We need a coach's combine. Watch the game differently. Comment on the game differently. And the greatest statistic in the National Football League that you don't want to ever repeat to your friends is this. Four out of 16 black coaches have gone to the Super Bowl. Damn, winning matters. That's a great statistic. Find me one that's better. Have a great day, and we'll see you around.